0: my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. We hope you guys enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. I will be on there. For Friday night's broadcast, and also too, want to give everybody a heads up again. I know a lot of people were calling us up and emailing me yesterday and asking me. Yes, the purple sticks are back in stock on the website, ready to go on the front webpage. So be sure to check them out. Limited time only. If you guys need any, stock up on them. Be sure to check them out. Brand new batch. Also, and. News I saw yesterday, and Dad actually sent me this, and I kind of laughed, and I did some more research on it. And Again, if more and more people started to do this, well, it would make sure a lot of stuff started to change. American Airlines flight that was headed to London from Miami, so it departed Miami, and a little over an hour into the flight, a female passenger decided she wasn't going to wear a mask anymore. Oh yeah, we're we're talking over international waters in open airspace on American Airlines Boeing triple seven. Flew out of Miami. Hour into the flight, lady goes, "No, we're good. You guys really want to play this game? I'm just not going to wear a mask. You can't kick me off the plane <laughs> over the ocean." And they were so adamant and so moronic and so stupid. The, the uh, basically the flight attendants and the pilot. They turn. The plane around and flew back into Miami. The whole ordeal ended up chewing up about three hours of flight time. Now, you have to think about this for a second. You know how much fuel a Boeing 777 runs? It's a lot. They're pushing anywhere from twenty to $30,000 an hour in jet fuel. And this lady decided she was going to stand her ground and basically call their bluff. And sure enough, they turned all the way around. This is the level of stupidity the United States has sunk to now, where you have Boeing 777s over international waters going to another country. By the way, a country that no longer has a mass mandate in England, and they are so bent. On trying to force their passengers to act like dogs and wear muzzles the entire flight, they were willing to turn around the plane, chewing up probably anywhere between fifty to sixty to eighty thousand dollars in fuel. I mean, that's just a just just a round number throwing it out there and depart and bring her back to Miami. And I was interested when she got back to Miami, law enforcement was waiting at the gate, and they said that they escorted her off the plane. But there was – she didn't get arrested. They basically escorted her off, and they said that she was being unruly because she wouldn't wear a mask. The thing about it was, though, she wasn't being unruly. She wasn't being belligerent. She didn't pitch a fit. She wasn't cussing and yelling and screaming and scratching and clawing like we've seen other people do on planes. She just sat there and said, no, I'm not wearing a mask. So law enforcement didn't arrest her, and they treated it as a basic disturbance call. She basically freely went on her way. And I think a lot of that has to do with where they were in flight, considering the fact they were not at an airport. They were not on a tarmac. They were in the air over international waters and basically said she refused to wear a mask. So she's unruly and we're going to turn around. I commend her and I give her a standing ovation. Quite frankly, if I had the time and the money I would start doing this on a regular basis just for giggles if I had nothing else to do. I'll be honest with you. I'd book international flights, and I'd get on the flight, and I'd just take a mask off an hour two hours into the flight. Just say, no. What are you going to do about it? And the ironic part about this is – and here's the stupid part about this. This wasted hours of all the other passengers' time, hours, for a trivial incident. I mean you got, you got to think about it for a second here. We're talking about people being in a sealed, pressurized cabin and being told they have to wear a mask while they're breathing recycled air. But you have to wear a mask on a plane while you're shoulder to shoulder with everybody in the plane, while you breathe everybody's recycled air. The level of stupidity knows no bounds anymore than American Airlines. And so I commend her. I encourage people continue to stand up for what you believe i'm really really proud of this lady even though i'm sure a lot of the other passengers that were trying to get to london were not very happy at all i would have been pretty irate if i was trying to fly i'm not gonna lie but i would have been the same one who had been beside her and i would have pull my mask off too and be like all right the whole plane takes their mask off what are you gonna do you gonna kick us all off the international flight that we paid for and then we're all going to file a chargeback on a credit card is that what we're going to do now well, guess what? If people started doing that, it would change the game immediately. What do you think, Dad?
1: Well, I have a friend of mine who leases out jets, and he's a uh, really a brilliant guy, and he's been in aviation for close to 50 years. And I asked him about this yesterday. I called him up, and he said that probably it costs well over $100,000 for that plane to turn around to fly three hours. And, uh, you know, because what happens, it had to go back an hour, then it go back another hour. So then you end up catching trying to you're making up all the hours you go out and then back and then back again to where you were. He says about one hundred thousand dollars. He said now Jeez. in the overall scheme of things, as far as the amount of revenue that's being generated by those international flights is pretty minuscule. But he said they should have also they could have also dumped off in Charlotte. You know, cause they did it off the coast of North Carolina cause they were going to go over the, the pole, so what they call the pole, whatever that is, wherever the pole's been moved to this year cause it seems to be one that might, seems to want to be moving around now. And so they were going to go over the, they were going to take the northern route to England. And, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, these planes are expensive. I mean, cause the engine maintenance alone mm-hmm. on these aircraft is probably $5,000 per engine per side and, you know, per hour. And so, Plus the fuel, plus the pilots, plus the crew, plus the inconvenience to the passengers, plus all of the missed flights when they got to London. Because if they got back to, if they they flew up an hour, flew back an hour, they had to refuel. That took another couple more hours. They're going to be four or five hours late. So it was a major, major problem for the airline. Now, I was asking my friend, I said, now, does the FAA have authority over international waters? Because they really shouldn't. He goes, well, Wherever the plane is registered has the authority over the international waters. I said, oh, I said, so if it's registered in the United States and the FFA is required to maintain the registration and maintain the compliance, he goes, yes. And I said, well, why didn't the stewardess just throw a blanket over the person and say, why don't you just go to sleep and I don't want to see what you're doing and be done with it? He said they really can't do that, he says, because they've been like they've been licensed through the FFA, FFA to fly when the FFA says you've got to wear the mask. If at that point they don't and somebody turns them in and basically takes a video on the plane of somebody you know, not wearing a mask and the stewardess not doing anything, the stewardess could be terminated. The airline could be fined. I, I didn't know all this stuff until yesterday when I sent you that link. I thought, wow. Now, now other things could happen, too. Now, well, I'd like to think the lady stood her ground as a patriot, said I don't want to wear a mask anymore. But there are some other things that could have happened. She could have been wearing a mask. Remember when you go up in the when you go up in the air, you know, on an airline, they keep the altitude at about eight thousand feet on the plane, but it's a lot less oxygen than it is down on ground level. She may have hyperventilated, she may have basically gotten dizzy, she may have thought she was basically claustrophobic, and maybe she had a panic attack on the plane. She could have just absolutely freaked out. And started screaming because she wasn't going to wear the mask because she thought the world was coming to an end or whatever from a lack of oxygen to the brain. There's all kinds of things (laughs) that could have happened here. But the problem is no one's discussing any of that because I'm sure they're like, you said, Austin, they don't want a bunch of copycats. In other words, she wasn't arrested. Heck, she wasn't even detained. She just let go. And so there was something else going on, but the fact that American Airlines could have dumped her off in Charlotte, which had been a lot closer, and let her take a Greyhound bus back, they could have done that to her too, says a lot about American Airlines wanting to fly her, Now we're talking a 777 jumbo jet, flying all the way back to Miami an hour out. You see, he's flying around 550 miles an hour. It's a pretty good trip. So it's an interesting story, and I really would like to have heard the actual, what happened on the airplane, because nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured, nobody was attacked, nobody was assaulted. Apparently, just something happened on the plane that they don't want us all to know about, and they're not giving us any kind of disclosure on what it was and why she refused to put on the mask. Again, now I'm hoping it's like you said, Austin, that she just decided about an hour into the flight that she was uncomfortable, she didn't want to wear the mask anymore, and she was over international waters, and didn't think the FFA had a, had the authority to tell her what she could and couldn't do. And she just yoked the mask off. Well found out yesterday the f f a does have the authority and they regulate those planes even over open international waters, which I thought was interesting I guess that's why they still they're so careful with children on the airplanes not to allow them to order alcohol, which I think is a good thing, and they regulate that twenty one year old drinking thing even when they're flying into a country that doesn't have that so I thought that was interesting I really 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 did but by, by the way i want to just cover some stories with you guys real quick. There's a story came out this morning and it says basically we're basically on the doorsteps of a full-blown nuclear war. that's going to kill all the Christians. I'm letting you guys know this. I'm going to tell you this again. They don't have to do a nuclear war. They are they are basically in a situation now where they are fully in control, these international Kabbalist Luciferians. I mean, just this past week you, you got to remember who who got who remember it was it was interesting because because the United States China the uk and France and Russia all basically said they wanted no nuclear wars and they basically said that we're not going to allow this to happen we're not going to escalate what's going on in the ukraine or anywhere in the world to have nuclear confrontation anywhere on the planet right so I'm telling you guys you may have somebody release a dirty bomb some terrorist group but the chances are that's going to be a false flag anyhow and chances are you know they're going to allow that to be released in order to create some type of how should i say additional lockdowns for the rest of us or they may release a mother of all bombs a moab which looks like a little mini nuke when it goes off because of the mushroom cloud it sends up and they could release one of those and say oh we've had a dirty weapon released or a dirty nuke released or whatever and, and they're going to cover this. They're going to remember. You know, uh, a few years ago, they had a movie come out. It was about a bunch of uh, about a, about a plane that was flying with bioweapons in it, and it crashed in a in a pond in a lake outside of a city, and it got into the water supply. And I forgot the name of the movie. I also, don't know what it is. And it basically, the people ended up basically becoming the crazies. Like, that's right. They become. They became like they were zombified from the bioweapon that was affecting their brain, and all of a sudden. You know, it starts getting into these bigger and bigger cities, but what they do is they nuke one of the cities, they destroy it, okay, and then they say, oh, we had a gas explosion destroyed the city. (laughs) A big propane plant blew up or whatever, and they cover it up. See, and they could do the same thing. They could say, we've had a biological weapons release. I mean, think about it for a second. Now they're talking about having a problem with Ebola and hemorrhagic fever in China. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. The person that I knew in China no longer lives there, and I can't contact them and ask them to give me the information. So we've got this they're saying. They're locking down cities and locking down ports because of that, whether it's true or not. We don't know because China is controlled by the same Rothschild banking cartel death sex cult as the rest of the planet with the central bank over there. So are they bringing the Olympics to China this year so that we can infect athletes from all over the world with some type of hemorrhagic fever? The last minute, I don't know. I don't think so. I hope not. But the reality is, is that you know we've got a group of people on this planet that are absolutely bent and committed to destroying the population of the planet. They don't need nukes. You know, they're turning on five G now all over the country. Five G is getting on, and I'm getting reports from people all over the country their, their sleep patterns are being disrupted. Now, now, why does that happen? Why are why are sleep patterns disrupted when people do this? Well, sleep patterns are, are disrupted because The pineal gland sees 5G or any type of Wi Fi signal basically as light, like you're laying out in the bright sunlight, you know, on the beach. That's how it sees it. It doesn't see it as a Wi Fi radiation signal. It sees it as bright light. So the pineal gland doesn't produce the melatonin that it needs to. And because of that, you're going to start to have problems associated with your sleep patterns if you're in an area that has a lot of 5G. That's just fact that's what's going to happen the same thing that's why we tell you guys all the time that at night before we go to bed i don't turn my router off i unplug my router because even when it's turned off by the switch a lot of times it's got relays that are still hot i don't want anything hot in my, in my wi-fi i unplug it from the wall i have a hot switch to it that i turn it off at night and so does austin and i'm telling you if i don't do that i don't sleep worth a hoot that night now, what I also do is at night, I use their, you know, I use our sleep like a baby sleep like a baby protocol. It works really great for me. I take the magnesium brain food and the total rest a couple hours before I go to bed. I actually like the way it tastes. I put it I stir it up really good. I put a little bit of ice in it. That's actually basically a really good tasting beverage. It tastes like a punch. And I drink that every night before I go to bed. In about two hours before I go to bed, I take a melatonin, an hour and a half to two hours. And when I do that, I sleep pretty much through the night. I mean, I go to bed like at eleven. I get up like at seven. I sleep like a full eight hours. I don't get up. I don't have to use the bathroom. I make sure I take my prostate support on a regular basis. So I'm 66 years old and no getting up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. No waking up 15 times. I don't have to do that. But I take my supplements and I keep my Wi-Fi router unplugged. Now there's a street light down the right down the right down my driveway that I had put there years ago, and they replaced it with an LED. I'm going to have that thing turned off. I'm going to have it removed, actually. I'm going to tell them I don't want it turned off because they'll leave it sitting there, by the way. They'll just shut it off. But if it's a 5G streetlight LED, it'll keep broadcasting 5G. I don't want it there. I'm going to tell them I want it off the pole. That's how committed I am to this. Plus, I've got a good friend of mine who lives next door to us, and he's closer to that silly light than we are, so I'm not going to have them get irradiated if it's 5G every night. So it's important that we understand that now that this 5G technology is coming online and they're phasing it in around the country, that we really, really, really learn that we've got to stay away from it. Because if we we don't, what ends up happening is we'll get into a situation where we basically think that we're okay, but our health starts to gradually subside. I've got another friend of mine. I just texted him a few minutes ago before the show started, and I had warned him and pleaded with him not to take the kill shot. He's my age. He's 66. He went to high school with me. Good friend. I've known him for 50 years and over 50 years. Oh gosh, 55 years. That tells you how old we all are getting. And and he just told me he's been having many strokes <laughs> and he's been sick in and out of the hospital all year, but he took the kill shot and I had pleaded with him not to do the shot, but he thought he would do it because his mother lives with him and she's elderly. And now he's been sick as a dog from his impaired immune system. You say, well, you can't prove it's the kill shot that did that. No, I can't. But I'm hearing this from all over the world. You know, and here's why you can't prove it. You can do it from a statistical analysis standpoint, which we see with VARES, okay, from a gross standpoint when you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people dying. You can do it that way. But the problem is you can't set up a double-blind clinical research study trying to kill people. It's not medically ethical, so there's always loopholes in why they say, Oh, you can't prove this, you can't prove that, and from a statistical standpoint of a double blind clinical research study using a placebo control group, you can't do it. They're right. But when you hear anecdotal evidence coming from all over the world that people are having many strokes, people are being hospitalized, people's lungs are filling with fluid, people are getting sick and staying sick for weeks and months on end, and it's from all over the place and they didn't have it before, and there's a forty percent increase in death rates from fifteen year olds to fifty five year olds, yeah. You can look at those statistics and you can say something happened last year when they started injecting us with a clot shot. But that's where we are right now. And that's what's happening to the United States of America and globally. So they don't need nuclear weapons. You know, they're going to turn this 5G on. It's going to just be devastating to people's immune systems. It's going to affect their reproductive cycles. It's going to affect their sleep cycles. It's going to affect their immune systems. It's going to affect their breathing. It's going to affect cellular osmotic pressure. It's going to affect everything. And they know that. They know that, and they don't care, because remember, the goal is this group of people that run the planet hate the great I am. They hate God Almighty, because they rebelled against God Almighty. They're like a bunch of rebellious teenagers, I guess you could put it that way, They hate their parents, okay? But they never got over it, okay? They've done it for millennial now, and they just hate God, hate God, hate God. It's all they hate, and they don't want to listen to anything he says. They want to do the exact opposite and cause inversion in everything that he says to do. If they say thou shalt not kill, they want to kill. If they say thou shalt love thy neighbor, if he says thou shalt love thy neighbor, you say no, we're going to hate our neighbor. You know, And so what they do, they constantly do these things to make everything inverted, to destroy God's creation, to resurrect their Antichrist, which was their goal stated by their Masonic lodge leaders 200 years ago to rebuild a third temple and make Israel a state. All of this stuff is tied together. You say, well, that sounds awful. Well, I know it does. It sounds crazy too. If you're going to say it sounds awful, you might as well have the crazy in there too. You put loony in there too, and it sounds. You can put ridiculous too, if you like. I don't. I don't mind. So it's loony, crazy, and ridiculous. I don't mind <laughs> because you're right. It does. It sounds all of those things. But the point is, figure out another explanation for me, If you can. <laughs> now we've got the Federal Reserve coming out on drudge yesterday saying that they're exploring the use of, you know, of, of cryptocurrency now and releasing a digital currency. Oh, oh, that's right. We told you that eight years ago on the show, didn't we? That they wanted to get rid of hard dollars and go to digital currency because it's a whole lot easier to control. There was a movie out a few years ago. i will tell me what the name of it is in a second. This guy basically had – it was in the future, and he had a thing on his arm that told him how many minutes he had left to live. And the life cycle of the person was based upon digital currency. They downloaded into you for how long you were going to live in time. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Austin. And and the thing about it is, is that's the goal here is to control us completely. Oh, you want to buy groceries? (laughs) Not today. You don't have any digital currency. You want to buy gas? Not today. Oops, your digital currency has been frozen. Guys, listen to me, and Austin said this to you, and I've said it to you, ladies and gentlemen, members of the jury, use cash. <laughs> no, don't stop using cash. Use it all the time. I mean, you go to a hotel. The other day, I, I checked out of a hotel. I went down to meet with Man Cow and Roger Stone. I haven't even told you guys this. and I, I told you I met with them. I had dinner with Roger Stone, and it was an interesting dinner. And I checked out the next day, and I was staying down there on Point's. So my bill was like, I don't know, $51 or something like that, you know, for whatever, you know, resort fee or something stupid. And so I gave them $51 in cash. I think I gave them $60. And they said, oh, we don't have a cash drawer. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. We don't. It's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and I'm leaving. We don't have a cash drawer. And it turned into this giant brouhaha. That they had to go in the back, go into the vault, bring out a cash drawer, bring out a supervisor. Finally, I looked at the lady and I said, look, don't even worry. I got some smaller change. Forget about the pennies. Just keep it. Let me go. Give me a receipt. Oh, I can't do it that way. We've got to enter it into the system. So I stood there for 15 minutes while they set up a cash drawer. I was the only person that morning, it was like noon when I was leaving, that had paid cash for the hotel bill. Guys, that's not okay. We've got to all continue to pay cash pay use cash like your life depends on it when you go to a when you go to a, you know to a restaurant if it's not a business thing and you don't have to keep a proper receipt or whatever just pay cash the the waitresses and the waiters like cash better anyhow you, you, you do the math on that all the people out there want to have cash 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 use cash if we keep using cash we keep creating demand for cash if we go to a digital world guys It ain't going to be what you think it's going to be. It's going to give these cabalist, luciferian, money magic cabal weirdos complete control over every aspect of your life. You're not a good peasant. They just turn off the spigot instantly. Yeah. What do you think, Oz?
0: Oh, you're spot on. That's exactly why. And I've said the exact same thing for years is you have to make a demand for cash still because more and more people are switching over to using a card for Everything. And I get it if you're buying stuff online, obviously, or you're using it for a large, large business purchase or something, you know, basically over the phone. But in general, using cash on a daily basis increases and keeps a steady demand for it. And you're exactly right, because what they're starting to do, and you can already see this, as they're doing now with Venmo, with PayPal, with Zelle, the list goes on. You've already seen this now with the IRS. If you have over six hundred dollars in transactions in your PayPal account or your Venmo account or any of these Cash App accounts, they are now legally required to report it to IRS and then IRS taxes you on it. Now I said six hundred dollars a year. Not a month, not a day, six hundred dollars a year. If you have over six hundred dollars a year in your PayPal transactions and purchases Or, excuse me, in in payments, basically getting money from somebody, you're getting taxed on it now. Now, why in the world would they do this? Well, because they're trying to figure out how to cover more and more and more debt obligations. So what do they do? They steal more and more and more and more and more money. This is very prevalent back with the kings and the serfs back in the medieval times. You had these kings that would have these huge crusades and these huge war just war runs going across countries continually, going on another war, going on another war. And you read about it, and they constantly always said they'd have to increase the taxes on the peasants to continue to fund their wars. They couldn't get any more money. It cost money to feed soldiers. Soldiers eat a lot of food. Big giant grown men that are fighting all the time eat a lot of food. They take a lot of horses. Those horses eat a lot of food. A lot of times they eat, you know, hay and stuff and grass that's out and about. But that's the thing that nobody's starting to understand. The further we go to a digital society, the further taxation, Basically, monitoring and control. The same things going on with the electric vehicles. I told you guys that yesterday in detail. That's why they're pushing that route to be able to again monitor, control, tax, and then of course increase your fees and taxes and cost to basically charge your vehicle. That's exactly why they're doing it. Also, too, other news. I saw this. This is oh, this is grossly disturbing. Fauci, the bobblehead Fauci. Came out yesterday on CNN and said that now children under five should be eligible for the COVID nineteen injection by next month. He said. He said that the hope is that FDA approves the vaccine for use in the youngest age group in February. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Here's the part that really, really got me. He said. <laughs> I'm trying not to say a bad word on this. He said. That Pfizer found that the clinical trials did not elicit enough of an immune response with two doses of the Pfizer shot in ages basically two to four. So he said Pfizer is going to require three shots of the Pfizer injection for ages two to four in order to elicit an immune response properly. Did you just hear what I said, folks? They want to inject ages two to four, and I'm sure this is going to be all across the board under five, three shots in order for it to be effective. Now, you guys have listened to the show long enough and you've done your own research. The death rate of children under the age of five from covid is almost zero. It's almost zero. If you look it up, there have been, I think, a sink, a hand, maybe a dozen deaths in the entire country under the age of five and all of them all of them had underlying conditions serious health problems not one single healthy child under the age of five has died from covid in the united states period you can look up the research fact check me if you want don't care i know i'm right on i've looked at it enough i've looked at the numbers enough so now we're saying that we're going to inject six month old to four year olds with essentially three shots of a biotech RNA gene therapy experimental shot because it's, well, it's for their safety. What is going on, folks, and why are people this blind? This will be the only country in the entire world that is injecting children under five with RNA gene therapy. Yes, The only country in the entire world. No other country's done it. No other country's even running tests on it. No other country's even running clinical trials. They've said, no, this this is unnecessary. There's zero need or reason for a COVID injection under the age of five. There is no death rate. It's zero. There There is no deaths. There's no reason to build a shot for a child under the age of five. Yet Fauci, the complete and total steaming pile of feces that he is, gets on CNN and tells everybody, well, the FDA is going to be approving it soon, so you better get your children lined up. You're six months old. You're six months old? Are we this brain dead in this country, guys? I found out yesterday, Lana told me, one of our good friends, one one of Lana's friends has a friend in Orlando, and that friend basically has their child in the Pfizer injection trial for children under five. The kid's like three or four years old, and she's actually enrolled him in the clinical trial with Pfizer. This is how stupid people have become. And quite frankly, it's, in my opinion, what's so sad about this is this isn't going to affect the parents for the most part. You know, they may have to deal with a child that dies or is autistic or has horrific health conditions the rest of their life, but that, that parent goes on, long gone, and eventually dies. And that child now has to deal with the consequences of having RNA gene therapy, and whatever comes along with that, whether it be myocarditis, whether it's an autoimmune disorder, the list goes on. That child now, for the rest of its life, never got a fair hand on the deal. They never got a fair hand. They never got a fair hand off the deck. Right off the rib. six-month-old, one-year-old, two-years-old, they now have to deal with the consequences of their moronic parents, that injected them with this. And then I saw another article. On MarketWatch. Ironic. As weird as a website that is. The Mayo Clinic doctor. That basically. Dr. Gregory Poland. Who's been studying the response. Of the vaccine at Mayo Clinic. He did an interview Wednesday. And they were asking him. Will there be a day that comes. When COVID-19 goes the way of the measles. You know. And he goes. Well. We're hoping that, but will that happen with coronavirus? No, it will not. We're not in any stage to predict if this is going to end. We're not going to eradicate it. He goes on to say here, let me make a prediction. Your great, great, great grandchildren will still be getting immunized against coronavirus. How can I say such a thing? If you got your flu vaccine this fall, you're immunized against a strain of influenza that showed up in 1918 and caused a pandemic, which means everybody's going to have to continue to get this vaccine. What? We're talking about a upper respiratory infection that has a 99.997% survival rate? It's actually got a higher survival rate than the flu does every year in most cases in healthy individuals that don't have multiple comorbidities? But yet... Great-great-great-grandchildren? That's what this man said. Quote, This is the goal. They have to bring the United States to its knees, and the only way to do that is to make the population so sick, so discombobulated, so completely out of touch with reality, so wrapped up, and not only their delusional psychosis, their own true health problems that they start having because of these injections, that the United States ceases to be anything other than a whimper of a memory. That's the goal. That's why they're doing it. This is why they're headed this way right now with all this nonsense. But man, we are now going to be the only country in the entire world that's injecting children under the age of five with RNA gene therapy. Guys, this isn't a normal shot. News flash. They're not taking a COVID virus and killing it and putting it in a vial and injecting people with it like they do with the flu shot. This is RNA gene therapy. It rewrites your code. It causes you to produce spike proteins in your body. It doesn't give you an immunity to anything. It makes you become a pathogen production manufacturing site. And we think, hey, it's a great idea. Let's start injecting six-month-olds with this and see what happens with it. Unbelievable what we're seeing right now, and it saddens me that hardly anybody wants to talk about this, Dad. What do you think?
1: Well, you know we talk about it. In fact, we talked about what was happening with the capital insurrection, so-called capital yeah. insurrection, the last couple of days, and we talked about how there wasn't a weapons cache. And guess what? This show's big enough now that they came out and said there's a weapons cache now. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Nobody else has talked about this. Nobody else but me and Austin, and all of a sudden it makes drudge yesterday that now that they had a weapons cache stored in Virginia, you know, the weapons cache consisted of you know, half a dozen guns. It wasn't enough to do an insurrection. <laughs> and, but it's so funny we talk about it on this show, and I, I and we're that big that all of a sudden it has to make drudge to refute what we say now to say there was a weapons cache. Well, here's the question I've got for everybody. How many people were arrested with weapons? That'd be zero. Zero, zero, and zero. And oh, by the way, did I say zero? But they had to come back and refute what we said yesterday. Now, mind you, it could have been somebody else who brought it up. It could have been. And it wasn't just us, it could have been other people coming up with the same conclusions that we were coming up with. But it's to me, it was so ironic that we talk about it the first couple of days this week, and all of a sudden it shows up on Drudge a couple days later. I thought, wow, not heard this at all from anyone else. And here we talk about it. So, yes. We talk about this. We talk about all of this stuff because at this point in time, it's just, you know, we've got to understand that all I try to do is warn people on this show. I'm like the guy up on the wall yelling, hey, we got a division coming in. You guys might want to, you know, lock and load. (laughs) We've got this whole group coming in right now, and they're not here to talk. They're here for blood, and we've got to do something. It's the watchman on the wall. Remember what the Bible said in the Old Testament? If the watchman's up on the wall— And he basically falls asleep and doesn't do what he wants to do, and everybody gets attacked and everybody dies. The blood is on the watchman's hands. If he warns them and they don't do what they're supposed to do, then the blood's on their own hands because the watchman tried to warn them what was going to happen. You know, I had a good friend of mine, still a good friend of mine, and I I mentioned him earlier in the show about the ischemic strokes and the, the mini strokes. And I warned him and warned him, and he used to listen to the show on an ongoing basis, but then he went and got his shots, and he quit listening to the show. And, you know, I just got a text from them. I've been sick all year. I even had to stay in the hospital. They think I've had several TIAs, which are many strokes. One of them was very bad. Migraines and nausea, sometimes for days on end. Ugh, I'm just now beginning to get back to normal. Okay, wow. Okay, that's a good friend. I mean, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him since junior high school. But I can't make people listen. I can't. I, I told you I had that one-, one other friend, this girl that I knew from college, and she listens. To, she used to listen to the show because once they stop – once they get injected, they stop listening to the show. I'm just letting you guys know that. It happens all the time unless they're being forced to take the kill shot because of employment. And then they still listen to the show and they stay mad all the time because they had to take the shot because of employment. I, I got that. But uh, this one lady, she's like my age, and she contacted me. She goes, well, yeah, I took the shot. And I'm like, okay, why would you do that? I've given you the research. I've, you've listened to the show. Well, I just wanted to do it. You know, she's also – you know, a Christian, but she's also liberal. She's also pro gay, pro trans, pro everything else. And she's been a friend of mine, and I hadn't been in contact with her for over 40 years, but I knew her back in college. And, and I just told her, I said, why would you do this? And then she goes, well, pray for me, if nothing bad happens. And I'm like, send me the prayer. You send me the prayer you want me to pray. I don't know how to pray for you after you've done this. I, I don't know what to ask if you've done, if you've done it voluntarily. I don't, I don't know what to say. And uh, she never sent me the prayer. And, of course, she doesn't listen to the show anymore either. And so I don't know how to be a watchman any better than I am. Yesterday I went into an almost cussing rage. I was so mad. I said bad word about Klaus Schwab and the weirdo he is. I don't know how to be any more intense than that. I really don't. I don't know how to be any more of a communicator than that. I don't know how to be any more succinct than that. I don't know. I don't understand how to do anything more than I did yesterday on the one little rant that I did, talking about Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. He's a Kabbalist weirdo, blood drinking, blood sucking, adrenal chrome guzzling weirdo. But we're supposed to listen to him? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. And and we have to take another look too. And also said something. You know, Lana's got one of her friends that puts this little three year old into this study. Remember, this is not a. This is a study in which they're injecting a child with experimental vaccines just to see what's going to happen, okay? I mean, I don't understand why the parents are so stupid and so insouciant that they would do that. Can, can they just not pick up a stinking iPad or iPhone and Google shot side effects for children, myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes? Can, can, can they not do that? How about this? Why we, I'm going to post this on the website, Pfizer trials, I'm going to read you this, all, not not most of them, all, that means 100%, every single mother, all of them who were pregnant, who got injected, all of them miscarried. All of them lost their unborn babies. All of them. Statistically, how do you get any more significant than that? When you have 100% of the babies die. Well, you know, these babies now are a couple years old, and now they're trying to force this kill shot on them because they want to get into the shot schedule. I'm telling you that. And he said he told the truth with the article that Austin read with with Fauci, the, the low-life Kabbalist, Luciferian, weirdo, blood-sucking thing, whatever he is, too. He said this is going to be with us forever, your great-great-grandchildren, are have it. Why? Because it's going to become part of the shot schedule that Reagan gave us with complete and total immunity. They have to get this shot into the shot schedule to achieve full immunity against lawsuits. They have to. That's why they're pushing it for younger and younger, and it will be upon, just soon, it'll be part of the shot schedule for the children, and then they'll have carte blanche immunity that they've had now since '86 when Reagan signed that law. Reagan was senile. Now, when he first went into office, he was pretty sharp. He was. He still was pretty good. You know, and yet he basically ended up getting shot a month or so into the, in the office, and they put him on all kinds of drugs. And they really destroyed his ability to think. And they would pull him off the drugs. They would prop him up, probably stick him on some amphetamines or whatever like to do with Biden, and then have him give a really good speech. I really liked Reagan. He was one of those guys that had, was on the seminar circuit with me back in the 90s, and I never had the opportunity to have our, our, our paths cross. I never got to meet him. That's always been a big regret of mine. I met I met I met President Ford. You know he was a great guy. I met President Bush Senior. He was not a great guy, but he was a nice guy when you spoke to him. He was. And Barbara Bush. I also met Jeb Bush. I also met you know a lot of other dignitaries and people that I like and didn't like. But the the reality is is that Reagan made some stupid mistakes because they kept him doped up so bad all the way through, including the conferees and all the rest that he got. If you weren't alive back then, if you guys are young, and you don't remember this. It was on the news as much as Trump was on the news. It was nothing about uh, Ron Contra, Ron Contra, running drugs, running drugs, running guns, running drugs. It was ridiculous. And Reagan was stupid. Ollie North was right in the middle of that with him. And all of these guys were in the middle of all of this stuff as far as trying to aid the Sandinistas and all the people down there in Nicaragua to try to fight communism. It was a big mess. Because remember, the communists who were in Nicaragua were there by the Rothschild banking cartel's orders. And they were fighting against the government of the United States, trying to stop them. Reagan really hated communism. He really, really did. Let me read you this article real quick. This is interesting. Pregnancy outcomes for the 270 pregnancies reported as spontaneous abortions. That's how they covered it up in the study. You know, if you look at Table Six of the Pfizer report, it is titled "Missing Information." It's first heading under the topic, Missing Information, is Use in Pregnancy and Lactation. It includes this paragraph. Pregnancy outcomes for 270 pregnancies were reported as spontaneous abortion, outcome pending, premature birth with neonatal death, spontaneous abortion with interuneral death, spontaneous abortion with neonatal death, and normal outcome each. No outcome was provided for 238 pregnancies. Note that two different outcomes were reported for each twin, and both were counted. Whoa. On the surface, this states that of the 270 pregnancies, there were 23 spontaneous abortions and five outcomes pending, two premature births with neonatal death, two spontaneous abortions with neonatal death, one spontaneous abortion. But note also that the outcome was provided for 238 pregnancies, right? No outcome was provided. In other words, what happened? So we really have no idea what happened to the 43, 5 plus 2438 of the pregnancies of each of these ejected women. They've just not been, been included in the report. What we do know is that 27 reported pregnancies, 27, 207 reported, 240, subtract 243, there were 28 dead babies. This appears to mean that someone has pregnant with twins and that 100% of the unborn babies die. Whoa. Okay. So here's the thing we've got to realize. Whether it was 270 deaths, if they all died, is what it seems to say, or if it wasn't. Why in the world as you, as a parent, Listen, Sharon and I have got four children. Austin was the first. Then we had Harrison, then Alexis, and then Savannah. We love all of our children. You know, We would die for our kids. We do everything we possibly can from a godly standpoint to support them and encourage them to do what's right in God's eyes. Why in the world would you take a little baby that's looking at you and smiling and is so happy and inject him with a poison just to see what's going to happen? What in the world is wrong with you, parent, when you can read the information that I just read you? Think through this. What's wrong with you, grandparent? I I get so frustrated, Austin. I get grandparents literally calling me up and crying on the telephone. We don't know what to do to stop our children from injecting our grandchildren. And my response is, I I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. One of my friends, good friend, offered his son $50,000. Not to inject the grandkids. $50,000 not to inject the grandchildren. And the son refused. But the good news is now, apparently, that got his attention. He's no longer injecting the grandchildren. He just had another baby. Guys, listen to me. Why does it take that? Does it take you to have a child that's autistic or becomes brain damaged or brain dead? Is it take? Why do you think that's okay? And when you die, who's supposed to take care of that child? Hmm? Are you that selfish? Are they going to become a ward of the state? Are their brothers and sisters supposed to take care of them? Are the the grandparents supposed to take care of them if they're still alive? Who's supposed to take care of your child that you brain damaged because you decided to inject it with something that was toxic? Think through this stuff. We never had injections on these kids for thousands and thousands of years. This crap started 100 years ago, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse, and now they want to put this – Coronavirus vaccine with all of the side effects and the sterilization and the ovarian function damage and the testicular damage in the newborns. Well, again, why? It's the hermaphroditic agenda. you got to get this through your head, friends. This is the weirdest concept ever. They believe God's a snake in a tree that's an hermaphrodite, and they believe the closest expression you're ever going to have is to be hermaphroditic. So in their wet dream fantasy world, what they want to do is they want to force all of your children to be hermaphroditic from shots if they don't kill them first. this That's how sick these people are. its, not, it's You can't even comprehend this level of depravity mentally, morally, spiritually. Everything is how sick they are. And they get on TV, and, and they... They act like they're like, you know, some saint, and they act, they don't, you know, but you don't realize. Remember, there was an old song, old country song. You know, you don't know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. <laughs> boy, well, we saw that in Wuhan, didn't we? You know, Fort Detrick got their butts busted because of, again, a function of research from the Biological Weapons Treaty of 1989, and they had to quickly move this stuff offshore. Oh, yeah, that's what that has, that's what that happened. And then, a oh, Liber boy, Lieber, yeah. That that weirdo nanotechnology guy whose dad was a weirdo, he got involved with gain of function with Wuhan, and you know he's basically in prison now, I believe he's been a, he's been found guilty. I mean, think about what he did. Think about the research he did. I mean, you, you, when you stop and you look at what happened, it, it's just, it's unbelievable the amount of, of of technology that's in use here. I mean, it really really is. And if we really stop and we take a look at it and we start to understand who these people are and what they've done, it absolutely makes you realize that this technology is not of this earth. I'm just telling you guys that it is not of this earth. Listen to me. Charles Lieber was indicted on January the 28th, 2020 in Boston on fraud and espionage charges. He was accused of conspiring with the People's Republic of China, including Wuhan University of Technology. He was the chair at Harvard University in nanotechnology. And on his carbon nanotube, nanowire, and nanobud research, that these nanodevices could be used as bioweapons to deliver pathogenic payloads like coronavirus that could be triggered by his father's 5 g of satellite systems and the satellites they're putting into orbit right now, you got to understand what's going on and what these people are. This is all bioweaponry to reduce the population of the United States. Was this guy Mossad? Probably. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, what these guys are doing and working together to create this type of death ray, or whatever you want to call it, is unbelievable. But yet we still have people injecting their children,
0: <laughs> parents.
1: You know, and I remember years ago, I had this... Pastor that I knew. The pastor ended up being an idiot just between me and you and he had a son who was an idiot both idiots and uh, and his son, but the pastor was against the vaccines. I'll give him that I'll give him that. And, and, and his son basically was injecting all of their children with everything, all of his grandchildren and, and I, he called me up and he goes uh, can you talk to my son? And I said sure. So I called him up and I gave him I think it was 350 references against vaccinations against them Okay, and uh, he, and I said them all to him, and I said, okay, have you made up your mind yet? He goes, no, I need more information. <laughs> I just started laughing. I said, you need more than 350 references against vaccines? I said, what's wrong with you? See, that's the state of the insouciance of a lot of people. They can't make decisions. And I'm going to say this, and I, I'm going to say it, and I don't want this to be mean here, but a lot of men, you're letting your wives do this to you. Ladies, a lot of you are letting your husbands do this to you. You gotta wake them up, gotta start giving them research. I can't tell you how many people now that I've sent and talked to and talked to and talked to, they're finally waking up. And now they're anti-vaccines. I've got a niece, her name is Julie. Years ago, she, they got pregnant later on in life, like 38 and 39, 39, 38 and 40. And she was going to vaccinate all the kids. And I said, I started sending and said, Julie, please, before you do this, cause so she's just got pregnant, read this. After about 10 articles, she wrote, called me back. She goes, forget the vaccines. It's too big of a risk. And I said, I know. If they want to do it to themselves when they're 18, that's on them. It's not on you anymore. So now both of her children are brilliant, straight-A students, top of the class, and a whole bunch of her friends who had the vaccines, their children are autistic, and some of them died. Think about that. And now she's diametrically opposed to this kill clot shot. What does it take for people to wake up and stop it? And why do they always want to argue? See, so it goes back to God, doesn't it? God says, thou shalt not kill. Well, I want to kill. Thou shalt not steal. Well, I want to steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Well, I think I would do that too. Thou shalt not covet." Yeah, that sounds good too. And every time God says something, you say, no, I don't want to do that because you're stubborn and you're stupid. And you have some spirit and you probably some kind of demonic influence in your life that's making you say no to everything that God wants you to do. And so you become... You could take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, attitude. And you're like, no, 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 you're missing it. God didn't do that to be mean. He did that to you for you to be blessed and successful. He wants you to have the right attitude, the right personality, and the right ability in everything that you do. He's not punishing you. He's trying to help you. That's what we've got to see it as. you got to twist it in your head. And not, God gave you the rights of freedom. You're, he gave you the right of free thought. It, it's, it's something he gave you. He didn't have to do They could have made you a robot. But, guys, he wants you to listen to him and do us right in his eyes. And call on the name of Jesus, for he's the author. He's the finish. He's the perfecter. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you with this stuff, and he will. Uh, I got off to my little preacher thing again here today. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely amazing. Austin, finish it up. Listen to Austin tonight on Hagman, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday.
0: Absolutely, and it's kind of like the uh the old adage goes a long time ago in the sciences is just because you can doesn't mean you should, and that's kind of where we're at now, isn't it? Just because we can build RNA gene therapy technology doesn't mean we should be trying it. Just because we're trying it doesn't mean people need to be accepting it. Just because people are accepting it doesn't mean we need to keep getting it on more and more and more children, younger and younger and younger. And that's exactly right. Steve and I have talked about this as well. I've had this conversation with multiple people. That is why they're pushing this onto the young kids all the way to six months. They want to get this on the shot schedule. They want to have it right up there with the hepatitis, measles, diphtheria, all the shots they get at six months because what now I think it's what, seven or eight injections of different vaccines at six months right now. And they get another set at a year, another set at 18 months, another set at two years. Once they get the COVID-19 shot on the shot schedule per the CDC mandate, which what, 78 injections now for children basically, you know, birth to 18, 78 shots. Once they get the COVID shot on that roster, they get full-blown carte-blanc immunity for life with the COVID shot. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but from the research that I've looked at, it goes retroactively from when the shot was introduced. Meaning, if they get it on the shot schedule, all these people that have gotten sick, all these people that are going to have lifelong diseases now, all these people that died, It will now be virtually impossible to sue Pfizer over, and they're going to have to go to the vaccine reimbursement board that essentially you have to go to court with an attorney and prove you're injured to the United States government. And if they deem it to be so after they look at you for years and years and years and you have enough attorney money, they finally come back and say, you know what? We're going to award you $100,000. And of course, remember, it's taxpayer money. (laughs) That's the kicker. That's the kicker of it all. The vaccine court pays out with taxpayer money. It's our money they pay out to people that got injured from shots they told them to get because they were safe. There's been billions paid out now. Billions paid out. I think it's up to like four, four and a half billion dollars have been paid out in total aggregate now to individuals for compensation of vaccine damages. Just that fact alone tells you these shots are not 100% safe like they claim. If you look at the UGRA vigilance, the European database of adverse drug reaction reports, it got updated again this week. Now, the tally is from COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions, 37,927 dead. Now, remember, that's from a shot that's only been out right out of year, for a virus that's been out for two years. So I think in total in Europe, total Europe, there's been like 600,000 COVID deaths, allegedly, and most of those are in isolated areas like France and Italy. And most of those weren't COVID deaths. People died with COVID, as we have clearly seen now. The hospitals are incentivized for people to die on COVID. The school boards are incentivized to keep COVID restrictions in place. The reporting systems are continually giving out false information and continually stacking up numbers over and over and over again that we're seeing now with case after case after case. I talked to a friend yesterday and their group they had, they had basically one of their family members had to take a test, so she went to the rapid test center and tested negative. Well, she still was feeling a little under the weather, so they went to the store and got home test and tested positive. Now, what kind of reliability is that? What are people actually basing any of this on? Are you sick? Do you feel bad? Do you have symptoms? Got it. Stay home. Hammer the C. Hammer the D. Hammer the zinc and quercetin. Continue to rest. If you need some, get some ivermectin. If not, stick it out. Get over it a couple days and be on with your life. If you don't have symptoms and you feel great and you're super energetic, cool. Go on with your life. Why in the world have we made this normal now that everybody gets in line and tests to find out if they have something because they have no symptoms? This has been one of the biggest lies ever pushed on the entire world. Now you've got England dropping all vaccine mandates, all mask mandates, basically virtually going back to almost normal in England now. What does the U.S. say? Oh, the U.S. says, uh, hold my beer. We're going to start injecting six-month-olds with RNA gene therapy. We'll see how bad we can make it over here. My friends, have the resolve, stand up, make your voice heard, and stand up for those that don't have a voice like these little kids. Stand up like this lady did on American Airlines, to my, to my knowledge. She basically said she wouldn't wear a mask an hour on the flight. I get it. That's, she's trying to go to Europe. People are trying to go to Europe. I'm not encouraging you nor am I telling you, to delay flights. I'm not going to come out there and say that. But I'm saying if she really was standing up, have that resolve that she had. No, I'm not going to do this. there's going to be a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen you're going to get a whole lot of conflict I'm not going to lie to you I'm not going to tell you it's going to be nice because it's not it's obnoxious I deal with it all the time but again if you know it to be true stand up for it my friends if you need anything healthmasters.com as always be sure to check out the product of the week on sale right now the magnesium and acid capsules purple sticks in stock joint rebuilding in stock B-Complex on sale lots of stuff on the website articles The show. Be sure to check it out when you get a chance. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. I'll be on Hagman tonight. You guys enjoy and I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.